Hi, I'm Tristan Miller, and this is Positive and Negative, a podcast about the intersectionality between mental health and the arts. Today on the program, I speak with Maggie Lally, a writer and comedian, about her experience with bipolar disorder. Here she is talking about medication. But now that you're on like medication and stuff, do you feel better? I think I do. Um, I think I do. I'm still depressed sometimes. Yeah. But which I think is normal. But yeah. I, I, I'm definitely not as volatile and intensely crying all the time. <laughs> like I used to cry just so at the drop of a hat, just mm-hmm. crying, just my favorite hat. Oh no, ah. my <laughs> I literally when I would drop hats, yeah, I would just, just start weeping uncontrollably. Yeah, uncontrollably. And I would just be at work, just like weeping. Oh my God, one time I was at work. This is dark, but I was at work. I was had an office job and I was, um, I was like hitting myself and the CEO saw me. That's so sad. I know. That's like something out of a, like a Scorsese movie. (laughs) Wow. I know. The drama. The drama. And I was like, I'm just having a moment. You know, it was just intense. Yeah. And that's when I, this was like months, months before I got. Medicaid, but now, like, I wouldn't do something like that. This podcast is made possible by Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash Tristan J. Miller to support us there. I'm taking my one-man show to Hartford, Connecticut on the 10th of November. If you're in that area, swing by the CT Improv Theater and see me there. I'm also taking it to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival next year, and I have a GoFundMe up on my website for that at www. TristanJMiller.com. All right, well, let's just get to the interview, shall we? But you did a you did a run here in New York uh, at the Underground under St. Marks. Marks. Yeah, that's under St. Marks. Mm-hmm. How did that go? It was so good. It was so good, man. Yeah, didn't you sell out several yes. nights in a row? Yes. <laughs> Isn't um, that the, yes, the, 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 the I guess I did. <laughs> what, oh, big deal. Uh, uh, yeah, that I would say is the ideal situation. Specifically, I mean, in New York. I marketed it so heavily. Yes, I remember seeing. You several. remember? I mean, I'm hoping that your newsfeed was just clogged with my face <laughs> because that was the. You were laying down in that red dress, like it was. It's burned into my memory. The last synapse will fire, and it will be that image. Good, 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 good. When you die, I want you to see that. Yes, that's the goal. Good. Um, How did you go about making this show? It's called Sex Witch Musical. It's it was original. (laughs) Um, To the fifth power. Um, it, It was originally called. Cold-Blooded Witch, the sex musical. because yeah. And I called it that because I figured, okay, what what is going to make people come to a show? The word sex, the word witch, and what can I, um, how can I sort of describe the plot in the title? Yeah. And so Cold-Blooded Witch, it's about a cold-blooded witch that I meet. I'm not the cold-blooded witch. Oh, you witch. aren't the teacher I'm actually witch. not. I'm actually <laughs> not the cold-blooded witch. I, you know, there's been a lot of press. <laughs> a lot of speculation. <laughs> a lot of rumors. <laughs> a lot of rumors. A lot of tabloids. Is she the cold-blooded witch? Is she not? Um, and I'm here to say and confess in this podcast that I am not the cold-blooded Breaking. witch. You hear, you gotta hear from uh, Exactly. I meet a cold-blooded witch. Ooh. And... Anyway, and then we go on this sexual journey together. Mm. And um, so, but now I've shortened it to Sex Witch the Musical because I think that that's more marketable. Yeah. And less confusing. Yeah. Don't you think? 
Yeah, sex. But like, I think you get it. Yeah. It's a when I was in Edinburgh more. Fringe, I was yeah. passing out my flyers and I was like, sex and witches, sex and witches. Do you love sex and witches? And people were like, oh, no. No? <laughs> <laughs> we actually hate both of those things. So uh, get away seen, from me. We've seen Macbeth <laughs> dirty enough, American. I think. You know, I think we get it. Yeah, yeah. But you're doing these shows now. I am. When did you start doing shows? When did I start doing comedy shows? Yes, let's start there. Or like theater shows. Both. Okay. When I was 10, I started stand-up. Stand-up. <laughs> Regular Dave Chappelle really over here. Uh, I've been doing this for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you're still doing podcasts for free. That's right. So I'm uh, very successful, as you can tell. No, yeah. I started stand-up when I was um, 12. No. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. No, when I, when I was 10, I was in um, Cinderella or something in yeah. school. And I just fucking nailed it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just absolutely nailed Crushed my it. one line as uh, one of the extras uh-huh. in the ballroom. But or you figured whatever. out how to pull focus. I figured out how to pull focus from the stars, and that's all mm-hmm. I cared about. Mm-hmm. I remember I had one line about the glass slipper, mm-hmm. and um, the an entire audience of like two hundred people laughed, and I was like, "This is it." Mm-hmm. This. Sandy Meisner stood up and applauded. <laughs> yeah, and then we started yeah. doing Meisner, you yeah. know? So it it's like, like the glass slipper, yes. The, the glass, glass slipper, slipper. The yeah, glass slipper. slipper. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that was my, uh, the that first, was my the, debut. Mm-hmm. And did you like get really heavily into theater after oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I fell did into that pit? Theater. Oh, I fell deep into the theatrical pit of darkness. <laughs> um, <laughs> just deep uh, in the cave. I, uh... Yeah, no, I... Um, the Cave of Blunders, if you will. Yes, yes. And uh, I did theater throughout high school. I did musicals. I did plays. Mm-hmm. I did theater in college. I majored in theater, so... Musical theater or regular theater? Regular theater. Okay. Theater you, arts. Okay. But <laughs> like you, have, you sing and you play instruments quite well. Oh, thanks. But yeah, thanks. when did you... When did that become a component of Well, it? I... I studied piano as a kid, and I absolutely hated it. Yeah. I would throw my books on the ground and just in a, in a rage, just so angry that I had to practice anything because I was just lazy. And I am the laziest person you'll ever meet. But um, I sort of started playing piano again a few years ago because I was teaching film to these middle schoolers, and we made... <laughs> This film about a, a delusional ballerina who dies. I wrote the plot um, and made them <laughs> and made these middle schoolers film this dark, dark David Lynch kind of film um, for this summer camp. That I was Little did at. you know that Jared Aronofsky <laughs> saw it. Yes. Um, so it's won several awards. What can I tell you? Yeah. Um, and I never let the kids take the awards. I'm always the one <laughs> yeah, accepting yeah. them. Well, you can get the children. Yeah, you have to be I, careful with the children. You exactly. know, Epstein, all yeah. that. Yeah. I actually was told by my boss that I was too controlling. That's hysterical. <laughs> and that I had to let the kids um, weigh in on some of the creative decisions. And I was like, absolutely not. You know, <laughs> they have bad taste. Exactly. I, it's so, that whole Ira Glass thing of they, yeah. they have good taste, but they don't have the means. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah. Um, but. Anyway, so for this film, we had to compose our own uh, music. Yeah. So you know that little um, composition tool on MacBook yes. on uh, 
the keyboard, just yeah, the keyboard. Yeah. So I was composing these little songs on keyboard on the computer, and then I was like, oh my god, I can do this on a real genius. Yeah, I was like, I had no idea. I was so incredibly talented. <laughs> so I just um, started composing these weird, funny songs on mm-hmm. piano from that. And that was, I don't know, maybe like three years ago or something. And right. then I had all these weird songs that I wouldn't play for anyone except for my friends mm-hmm. and for my family uh, incessantly over and over until they were like, please stop, stop. this. Um, well, when did you start doing stand-up? I started doing stand-up, um, when was it? About three years ago. So around the same, did you, was the music always a component? It was not. It was okay. not. I was doing, at the time, I was doing improv, musical improv. And I was in some musicals mm-hmm. professionally. Um, and then I started doing stand-up as a New Year's resolution in 2016. Wow. Yeah. So that was why, how it started. You know, so that's very impressive. Thanks. And then also the fact that you produce enough shit. Like, you're hustling very well. I'm trying, man. I'm Does that wear down on you? Yes, I'm t- constantly hospitalized. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, say, is that actually true? <laughs> um, no, I'm, but I am so tired all the time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I slept on the train this morning. I slept on the way here on the train. I slept... Mm-hmm. On the way back from Nyack, because I was doing my show in Nyack last night, I slept mm. on the train. I slept in the hotel room before the show, after the show. I mean, I'm always sleeping as, as much as I can. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's... It, also, I have a full-time job. Fine. But working, what, 35 hours a week? Plus yeah. doing the shows? Plus doing stand-up every night, basically, and then trying to produce my shows and write. And yeah, it's a lot. It's quite a lot. It's quite a lot. When you say right, do you mean jokes or shows or jokes, shows? I'm actually working a... on a new show. Mm. Um, you'll like this. You'll like it. It's okay. um, it's similar to yours. Well, I'm gonna crush you first. I'm coming out first, and I <laughs> then they're gonna be like, "Oh, that hack." So she saw my sworn enemy right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, but the show. But so wait, should I talk about that show? Or? Yeah, you can. Okay. Just what it- so I'm gonna I'm gonna do. It's November fourteenth, eight p.m. It's now. I'm I'm totally stealing your idea. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. It's called Manic the Musical. Oh, that's fun. It's fun, right? Yeah, that's fun. But you know, is everything done? Are you mad? <laughs> no, is everything done in four? Sorry, in two four time it's so all, it all feels a little too quick that's right there's a metronome that's going the entire yeah, time, time yeah and um it gets faster faster exactly and the audience is forced to clap along yeah <laughs> so it's weirdly like an excellent in like art house installation <laughs> yes i'm putting it up in bushwick uh, uh in a loft so mm-hmm. that's fun yeah very I'm independent excited. yeah no very i'm chic. it's not in the loft i'm i'm doing um that would be the metronome version oh okay um, i'm doing it under st mark's again okay yeah on november 14th mm-hmm. 8 p.m when you were in edinburgh did that like doing that amount of performances and mm-hmm. having that amount of rigmarole to do did that like affect you emotionally um yes i was um crying <laughs> Just handing flyers during the show. Just please <laughs> come to my show, yeah. Christ. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know it what's is wrong a lot. with that. It's a scandal. 
<laughs> She's crying. I was arrested several times. But um, I wore a crazy gown while I was flying. Yeah. A crazy quinceanera gown where I just... <laughs> It's this giant green, uh-huh. very smelly at this point. Yeah, J Lo uh, is upset that you've stolen. Exactly, her look. exactly. J Lo and I are in court right now, um, <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. I'm winning, so I've got a great really lawyer. Custody battle, yeah, like. yeah. A gown custody battle. It's mm. wild, but um, yeah. So I would fly her in my gown, and um, it was exhilarating (laughs) just i mean people were like what a gown you know wow and i think that got people to the show and so but and i'm a little bit introverted i'm a little bit like i don't feel like going out and flyering and being like hey what's up even though i can do that and i am good at it when i want to be but it's Mm -hmm. emotionally exhausting absolutely it's a lot and then my show was at 11 30 at night oh christ so i had to be flyering during the day and then I would go see a bunch of other shows, which were amazing. I saw mm-hmm. so many great shows. And then I would do my show at 1130. And mm-hmm. I had great audiences. I mean, people loved the show. But all of that, I would sleep a lot. And yeah. I didn't really party. I didn't yeah. go out. And I didn't. But, and you said, like, you were actually, like, crying a lot. It was I would cry. In the beginning, I cried a lot. <laughs> Is it just because of the mental exhaustion, do you think? I think the mental exhaustion, I think being in a foreign country mm-hmm. and, I mean, the fringe was so overwhelming, I have yeah. to say. Getting ready for it was so much work. Mm-hmm. It was so much work. Um, I had to, and, you know, it, it was just, like, once I got there, they were like, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. You have to do this. There's more to do. There's this. There's mm-hmm. this. You know what I mean? Um, and I was like, I think I just want to go home. <laughs> you know, like, I think I'm, I haven't even done a show, but I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to say I've done this. Yep. <laughs> you know? so, so I was just very exhausted. And I really, it wasn't until having my first show uh, that was successful. And the first show was successful. It had a g- great crowd. And I got... A lot of praise for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Good coverage. Yeah, exactly. And um, which is half the point of doing it, this. It thing. is. It is. And after that, I was a little more relaxed. Good. But in the beginning, I remember just weeping into a chowder at one point. Just, I was like on the phone with my boyfriend. And I was like, um, I hate Scotland. <laughs> I hate this place. You know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it was just really overwhelming, but I got through it, and I was mm-hmm. I was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you get through it? How do you besides How did I sleeping? Get through it? Besides sleeping, I think I think the show really kept me going. Like I was just so excited to do my show. But you also like re- like the reason you and I really connected um, was talking about uh, being on bipolar medication. Yes. Um, yes. And travel often affects your moods. Oh yeah. Did oh, you yeah. have that? Did you like go up and down and over I, and out? I I feel like I really did. I I really did. I spent a lot of time alone. I'm a mm. big like when I'm traveling. I'm I'm a big loner. Yeah. I really was not kind of hanging. Mm-hmm. I wish that I did more, but I'm just not a, I'm just not a hanger outer. I'm not, I'm not big on it. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'd rather just wander the streets in tears. <laughs> uh, like a strange anime. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, exactly. Yeah. I fully understand. Like when I went to the Minnesota Fringe Festival, yeah. I, the first day I was there, I was doing tech and like had a couple other obligations. But other than that, I just rented a bicycle and biked all around Minneapolis. Oh, that's so nice. I it hear Minneapolis wonder- is a really nice town. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I went to like a diner and oh, just so nice. by myself ordered a grilled cheese. No one knew who I was. Exactly. Right. And I was like, you're anonymous. No one cares. Exactly. And I love that feeling. Yes. I can't, I can't be bothered. Like, yeah. that's, I, I love it so much. Yeah. So I completely understand. Unfortunately, the thing I feel like about Fringe Festival in general is like, everyone wants to connect so badly. They want to connect. Because it's a bunch of needy artists exactly. staying up late, doing cocaine and drinking. Exactly. And they're like, oh, who can I fuck? Exactly. And I was not trying to fuck. I was not trying to, <laughs> you know... Uh, do cocaine mm-hmm. I was offered cocaine and ecstasy actually and, yeah that's and, fantastic and ecstasy and ketamine and everyone was like let's do ketamine and I'm like I, I'd rather journal in a cafe <laughs> okay excuse me that's my ketamine that's ketamining less <laughs> thanks that's great ketamining less yep uh, <laughs> your night was ketamining less that's hysterical thank you I love it um, but yeah, absolutely. And it's like, everyone's really amped up, which I understand. Yeah. But also like, I, I just wanted to focus on doing a good show. Yeah. And I have to sing in my show. So that's exhausting mm-hmm. and play piano. And it's, it's, it's not like I'm doing an hour of stand up where it's, I would gladly do that in a blackout. I don't care. You know what I mean? I, I don't stand up is kind of like, you can do it drunk. in, in my opinion, that's fair. I ne- have never, nor will I ever, hopefully knock on wood. Yeah. But, um, that, that idea terrifies me of being drunk yeah. on stage. Yeah. yeah because I, one of the main reasons I started drinking was very vain of like I'm not as quick when I'm drunk and so I'm uh, not as funny yeah and so why would I do that yeah. and then try to make jokes totally I definitely don't drink before I do before I perform yeah. I don't do it I, I'll have maybe one drink and that's fine yeah because that doesn't get me drunk at all but I have done comedy where I'm absolutely hammered <laughs> And I kind of killed, but then I've also <laughs> bombed. So it's like, who knows? Yeah, who, this isn't know. this isn't the thing that will make or break it. Exactly, it exactly. Is. I think it's best to just not drink. Mm-hmm. And you don't drink, right? No, I've been sober for three years. Oh, that's amazing. Thanks. That's it's great. Necessary is right. what I think. Um, but I yeah. was sober for four years. Yeah. From eighteen to twenty-two. What happened there? I was kicked out of my college. <laughs> Well, you couldn't get any booze. Yeah. So I, and then uh, banned from all the liquor stores in the nation. Um, no, I was, I was kicked out of my college and I, my mom sent me to a rehab and then I was like, fuck. So then I went to AA and stuff. Yeah. Do you go to AA? No. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It, it, yeah. It feels culty. It's so culty. And I was deep in the cult. Yeah. How deep? What happened? What led to that? me being deep kicked, in. kicked out and kicked out well and, oh what did i do i was found blacked out like against a tree just in a small dress okay <laughs> just not doing well <laughs> not doing well at all there were there are flashes of me running away from security and saying uh-huh. fuck you you know okay just flashes though mm-hmm. um one time my friend visited and i was supposed to be this mentor for her because she was a prospective student. Uh-huh. So she stayed with me, and there was no drinking in the dorm. 
But of course, we were like, uh, fuck that. Uh, we're here to party, okay? So we had all these tequila shots, and she got absolutely hammered mm-hmm. and hospitalized. Oh, no. And I went to the, I was really drunk too, and I went to the hospital with her with the dean driving me there and i just remember talking in the back seat i was like i don't really know why this is a big deal like this is just not a big deal it's fine blah, 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 whatever and um and i remember this is crazy I, w- I went to the hospital and the doctors were like she needs to get her stomach pumped and i was mm-hmm. like and i barged in to where she was on the bed yeah on the, on the hospital bed and i was like no, 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 Just, I'm going to stick my fingers down her throat. She's going to throw up. She's going to be fine. And they were like, get this girl out. <laughs> get her off the premises. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so that these all these events kind of led to my removal. ultimate removal. Yes. And I, um, it sucked, man. I had a big scholarship to that school. <laughs> That does suck. Yeah, and they were gave me a stipend that summer to like go to Africa and teach improv or some shit. I don't wow. know. Yeah. But I didn't make it to Africa and I did not teach children the Herald. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a wild thing. Um, what was rehab like? Well, I was in an outpatient rehab, so it wasn't like I was in an inpatient where I was sent away. I was All just right. I would just go a few days a week i would go four days a week for a few hours okay it was it was really strange i really um don't think i'm an alcoholic at all mm-hmm. and i don't think i have problems with drugs although i am high and drunk right now but <laughs> but other than that i'm fine and um no but i really don't think i have a problem with alcohol i just mm. think that i was young and i was kind of crazy yeah and uh the rehab I was just surrounded by a really intense, attractive heroin addicts, you know? And I was like, okay, who am I going to fuck here? Yeah. <laughs> Number one. And how do I do that? And how do I get them, you know You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. How do I get people? I don't know. I was just kind of, I think I was like manic, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. this was like the mania was like what got me kicked out of school oh absolutely you know what i mean because i was really like social and not sleeping and just (laughs) drinking a lot and just i was really promiscuous and just kind of but also i was young so it's hard to say but i think it was excessive well yeah and that's the other thing of like people kind of give college students like Mm. you know breaks in this regard but it is like that i was that was going to be my next question like do you think it was that because like most people who are alcoholics mm-hmm. or who are addicts mm-hmm. aren't those things they are they have another mental condition exactly. that they use those things to cope with exactly. them and so once you start stripping that away yep you get you can be treated easier that's what yeah. happened with me right but the reason i don't drink anymore is number one it tastes icky <laughs> Number two, it's gross. It's gross. It makes me slow and stupid. Yeah, and then also, I know I would just like immediately be like, I just need to relax. This is what's going to happen. Right. And then there's also the thing of like when you're on medication, it really changes the way you react to substances. Yeah. See, I'm on meds and I still drink. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I haven't changed the way I've drank. Okay. I don't know what that's about. Do you think you might have less of a problem because you're on meds? Because it's not as effective or is more effective and you're like, I'm good? It's possible. I mean, definitely before I was on meds, I was like having 
enraged episodes <laughs> sure deep agitation <laughs> deep agitation whilst whilst intoxicated mm-hmm. and there. i don't really do that anymore good you know what i mean that's I, a good thing i used to be i used to be like in bathrooms at parties just being like motherfucker you know just and can i tell you you're a tall lady i'm tall that would have been very frightening <laughs> to me a short man i would have been crying i would have been like what's going on <laughs> I know, man. I mean, oh I just, I've, I'm embarrassed at things I've done. You know, oh, absolutely, and really embarrassed. And I think looking back on college, I was definitely just manic, and I was just really, really, really needing attention. Yeah. And I was young, and and then what's weird is I got really depressed after I got kicked out. Really, really depressed. But that then when I joined AA. I was like manic again because oh. I was, there was hyper like, spiritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, oh boy, um, do you want to talk about being an AA or you're not allowed to do it? Oh, I don't you give a shit. <laughs> I don't f- have okay. any obligation to anyone that I was an AA with. I don't care. Okay. They say in AA that AA should not be your currency, but I'm like, it is mine. How do you mean currency? <laughs> like you shouldn't profit off of AA, but since oh you know, yeah, yeah yeah, you know what I mean. I understand that. So like you shouldn't use AA as your point of content for making money artistically. Yeah, and I'm like, that's the only thing I have to offer. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it. You know, <laughs> so I'm gonna do it. It's the only inter- interesting thing about me. It's, it seems weird. It seems like a it. It's like a cult that works. It which, is. Which is also like something you can get out of church if you go yeah, and do that. Like exactly. It just seems like another route for that. It's just so interesting. And New York City is this insane, has this insane subculture of AA. Yeah. And it it's similar to the comedy scene. I, I would imagine there's a lot of overlap there. Oh, yeah. Because, and I would say... When I first started going to open mics, I was like, these are just like AA meetings. Yeah. But people are drinking. Yeah. Because people are, number one, they're crazy. Number yeah. two, they're in highly self-indulgent when they're sharing or mm-hmm. talking. Yeah. And, you know, when it's their turn. Number three, everybody's fucking each other. <laughs> number four, I'm trying to think of another similarity. It's always in basements. Mm-hmm. I worked trapped in basements. There's only, there's always fewer people than you would like there. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, another similarity is that it's a religion because yeah. I think comedy is a religion for a lot of people, and so yeah. is AA. You know, mm-hmm. so it's very there are very interesting similarities between the two, and I guess why I had to leave because number one, I started drinking again, <laughs> so that was a big <laughs> reason, one sure. of the big reasons that I started that I left. But I was sponsoring like seven women really taking them through the 12 steps which i've done three times by the way Mm. and um they were into it i I sponsored really elderly women interesting when i was 19 that's fascinating and they called me for advice i mean isn't that ridiculous that is absurd (laughs) that's so weird right yeah that's so strange they'd be like maggie what should i do i want to drink i'm like just turn to god just (laughs) turn you know what i mean and i was just on the phone with like I mean, I think I think it taught me a lot about being of service to others and being nice and yeah, being kind and stuff. But it, kind of getting out of your own way. Yeah, exactly. But ultimately, I think I was just kind of high off the fact that I was like helping others and which you can do of your own volition. 
it's it's honestly a blur and they say with bipolar disorder you don't remember anything that's ever happened to you and your memory's just shot yeah it is unfortunate that is one of the worst parts remember any anything yeah you know what i mean it's hard for me to i was literally trying to recall like ages eight to like 13 yeah yesterday and i was like fucked if i know where did i even live yeah i don't know was i ever that age right right (laughs) i've only ever been now right right i'm only in the present moment yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. when did you get your diagnosis i got my diagnosis in january of this year oh wow really recently really recent and what led to that well i was so depressed i was so depressed just leading up to i remember i did my show sex was the musical um, yeah, then, the only thing I like to talk about. <laughs> Get one more plug in. <laughs> there we go. Um, I did that on January 31st of 2019. Yeah. And I it went so well. It was great. And it was really fun. And then I got so depressed after that. Yeah. Because I was just, I think, like really manic for the performance or whatever. And then I was so depressed. And I don't think I had a job or something. I don't think... I, I did have a job. I don't know. I had I worked temp jobs, and I don't even know what's going on. But, um... And then I went to this psychiatrist who's actually a comedian. Isn't that strange? That's fun. Yeah. And I sh- I won't say his name, but he, we... I told him... Rhymes with Schmary Schmallman. Exactly. Um, you guys know and love him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we did this session, and then I told him my entire life story and I tried to break up my life into manic and depressive episodes and it just made a lot of sense. Yeah. And then he was like, yeah, it seems like you've got this. Yeah. <laughs> so it really wasn't a long process or, or mm-hmm. deep mm-hmm. dive into my subconscious. It was just kind of like, you fit the bill. Yeah. You know? This is typical. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. at one point I remember he asked me during the intake session, he was like, so, Maggie, do you believe that you have magic powers? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, um, yes. Uh, yes, and I did write a show about it. So, Sex Witch the Musical uh, <laughs> is about that. But now that you're on, like, medication and stuff, do you feel better? I think I do. Um, I think I do. I'm still depressed sometimes. Yeah. But Which I think is normal. But yeah. I... I th- I'm definitely not as volatile and intensely crying all the time. <laughs> like, I used to cry just so at the drop of a hat. Just mm-hmm. crying, just... My favorite hat. Oh, no. Ah. My favorite <laughs> I Literally, when I would drop hats, uh, I yeah, would just, just start weeping. Uncontrollably. Yeah, uncontrollably. And I would just be at work, just like weeping. Oh my God, one time I was at work. This is dark, but I was at work. I was had an office job and I was, um, I was like hitting myself and the CEO saw me. That's so sad. I know. That's like something out of a, like a Scorsese movie. <laughs> I know. Wow. I know. The drama. The drama. And I was like, I'm just having a moment, you know, it was just intense. Yeah. And that's when I, this was like months, months before I got medicaid but now like i wouldn't do something like that you know mm-hmm. what i mean like now i would just hit myself in the bathroom obviously <laughs> <laughs> you know not in front yeah. of anybody um but i think i'm definitely less volatile i'm less 
the intensity is less. Mm-hmm. But I do fear that I'm less creative. I, I really? Have to, I have to say, yeah, I'm afraid. I'm afraid uh, of that. Well, based like, off of what algorithm? Based off of my writer's block. I'm scared. Yeah, that started right around the medication? No, because I was like the manic pixie dream mm-hmm. girl. I wrote that when I was medicated. But I'm... So I'm wondering if it is the medication like finally settling in or if it's me just being a lazy bitch. <laughs> oh, well, I have another quick follow-up. Lately, when you felt the writer's block, have you also felt exhausted for no reason and don't take joy in things you normally take joy in? Oh, my God. I'm like, this hyper, is an intake session? Uh, <laughs> uh, hyper somnia, any of that? Like I sleeping have, all the time? I do. Yeah, I did talk about that earlier. Yeah, it could, I? You could be the fact that you're depressed and that's yeah, why you're... Yeah, I could be depressed. Yeah. I mean, I'm, de- I'm definitely depressed. <laughs> <laughs> but it is one of those things that, like, I've talked to a lot of people about, like, oh, you should just get me on medication so it goes away. I'm like, it never goes away. And that's the it never terrible. stops. You it just never get stops. the cu- you, um, Richard Dreyfus described it as like widescreen. Yeah, you get the top and the bottom cut yep. off, but yes. that's still you got the full range. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, you just you know it's a, an emotional circumcision. Yes, um, yes. Just nip the tip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so it might be chalked up to that. I don't know. It though. could. Be. I also don't know you. Right. Your internal life. I don't know. It's so hard for me to understand my emotions i really? don't oh yeah i can't like like sometimes i'm in a great mood sometimes it, and it just changes so quickly mm. i don't i don't know i don't know what's going on mm. i don't know what you've been to therapy yeah i was seeing carol and uh <laughs> carol channing carol channing sadly um, passed away she passed away and i was like fuck you and <laughs> and the nation was like this is this sucks and i'm like but especially for me yeah um but you're seeing carol i was seeing carol she's she was cool i she told me at one point she was like maggie i, I would just be in her office weeping 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 and this was before i got medicated so I think I'm better. I think that I have gotten better because when I would go to her office after the medication, I would just be tired because I was working so much and doing comedy so much. Mm-hmm. And um, I, but I wasn't weeping mm-hmm. as much, which I think is good because weeping itself is exhausting and does burn calories, which is a good thing. So do you feel like in general that your your moods have affected your artistic output? Um, I I. I do feel like I wrote Sex Witch the Musical um, <laughs> in, in potentially a manic state. I don't, mm-hmm. I had been fired from my job, the one that I was hitting myself at. And um, I that happened in quick succession? Getting fired after that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think it, there was there was some, some overlap there. <laughs> yeah. There may have been a connection. I'm not <laughs> a sure. A positive act. I'm not sure. Um, but I think they just thought I was crazy. I, they, well, and... And I am. Yeah. And <laughs> they were right. Um, <laughs> but they also called me Mary, and my name is Maggie. Because oh, shit. Yeah. I've been calling you Mary. <laughs> and, I, and I bring that up because you have been calling me the wrong name this entire podcast. Now. Oh, no. Um, no, but basically... I didn't want them to find out I did comedy. So... So you had to quit. So, exactly. So you staged the hitting. I st- Exactly. Um, <laughs> it was all just a performance. And they called me Mary, which was kind of... It made me... 
just disassociate from myself because I, I was like, I'm Maggie, but I but they're calling me Mayor, you know, they're calling me Mary. It was very weird. Yeah. Anyway, so I think I was manic when I I feel like I feel like when you ask a question, I don't answer them, and I'm I'm working on that. It's okay. <laughs> um, but do you think that that's your core sense of like why you and how you make things is based off of your moods. Um, Do you think that's a necessary component to your current process? I don't think so. I think that discipline is more important. Good. Because what am I supposed to do? Wait around for when I'm having a mania? Can I tell you? People put themselves in those positions. That's why like a yeah. lot of drug addicts happen. Like, of, yeah. like how many uppers can I do? Right. To kick right. me into that. But. So... And I want to be sane more than I want to be, um, like, crazy and making crazy things. I'm like, I need to figure out how to make amazing shit while I'm medicated, mm-hmm. which I think is possible. I think it's just dis- a discipline issue. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. You know, because I have to write the show. I, I booked my, the only way I do things is if I book the date. That's the best way. You got to do it. Yeah, that's literally the best way yeah. to do it. You so set I, a deadline. Exactly. And then... So I have this deadline, November 14th, 8 p.m. That's the deadline. That's the show. Mm-hmm. And I have to have this Manic the Musical done. So I have two months to make. And I have some idea of what I'm doing. I have a few songs that I've written. Yeah, you sang a couple that seemed applicable at that mental oh, health yeah. charity oh, show. Oh, I feel like I bombed that show. Oh, no. You did very well. Oh, thanks. How do you feel about your diagnosis? I am questioning it. I don't know if it's real. <laughs> this is, I, I shouldn't say, I feel, this is very vulnerable for me to say. I'm very vulnerable with you, Tristan. Good. I, I'm very um, open and brave. <laughs> what can I say? Um, I am on the meds and I'm I'm thinking of going off them. Is that crazy? I think that's really common, first of all. Number one is very common. Number two um, might just be you're on the wrong ones. It could be. But I guess I, I don't know. I How just, long have you been on them? I've been on them for since February, so it's September. Mm-hmm. So almost a year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, things have been better, so why am I going off them, right? Of no. course, because they're better. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it works, and that's mm. how my disease talks to me. Yeah. But I feel, I felt relieved in the beginning with my diagnosis i felt relieved um now i it's been normalized and i don't really think about it too much yeah um other than the show you're writing other than manic the musical um (laughs) yeah i'm gonna sue Son of a bitch. It's called Manic Impressive, the musical. I'm going to kill starring myself. Starring Tristan. And then you. <laughs> I'm going to kill In myself, <laughs> haunt you, and ensure your destruction. There we go. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty common. And also, yeah. it might be one of those things of like, it might not be the right combo. It might not. I know. You know. The thing is like, do you think it is like you miss being batshit? I think I do, and I'm scared that I'm not anymore. Can I tell you? Number one, you are, okay. having seen you in any context. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's yeah. a compliment. Yeah. No. In any context yeah. at all. Yeah, no, what I'm saying, though, actually, is what I mean to say is this. I've actually kind of had a similar okay. thinking, because really? I've been on meds for about five months now. Yeah. 
my life's been a lot better. Right. Um, but I know I am insane. Right. And it's one of those things of like, you can just lean into that. Like, you can just like allow yourself, not necessarily to go like full tilt bozo, mm-hmm. but like, if you're a weird person, specifically if it's just like weird, silly stuff, mm-hmm. just lean into that. Okay. I think you're you're tempering yourself very well, which is right, good. Right. But what I would say is the natural inclination of people who have hyperactive disorders, mm. which is what bipolar disorder is, is right. that it's never enough. Oh yeah. You oh, will yeah. never feel satisfied with the level no. of whatever. But when you're depressed, you feel pressure to not be. I, I yeah oh yeah especially in comedy especially in comedy I feel really yeah like I got to be like doing I got to be on and be fun and be like really cool mm, you hang around with wrong comics i guess i do i don't know like i mean like i understand like i like to have fun as much as the next person probably more because yeah. i need to fill a hole um <laughs> but but like it is this thing of like i find more and more the comics i'm like good friends with are willing to be like oh well today sucked uh um, oh yeah i and, mean like, you just sit there and you're like whatever yeah and, and th- i i do have friends like that but i feel like there are these like surface level acquaintances where I have to be sort of yeah on with them and be having fun and then but I love when they casually admit that they're depressed too. Do you think working comedy full time would make you feel better? I think it would. Really? I think, Honestly, I think it would. Yeah. Yeah. Because you and I both like you for longer because you were away for a month. I was only away for two weeks. We both did a festival. Right. And when you're doing those festivals, you don't have a job. Yeah, that was amazing. Did you find it hard to come back? Yeah. Yeah. I loved just getting to perform. Mm-hmm. I love... I, that's why I'm trying to work on touring the show. Me Sex too. Musical. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my last time. <laughs> Me too, though. Like, I... Yeah. I'm trying to do as many dates as I can. We should do a joint tour. I think that'd be really fun. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes. Yeah. I I agree that this this sounds like I'm being glib, but no, yeah, no, that'd be really real. really fun. I mean, it's this it's the same show. Since it's I copied <laughs> your entire script, so but you just put piano <laughs> under it. When I was doing my run, by the end of it, my mind kind of snapped. Like I wow. went through like a little bit. Of, like I went in and to an up when I first got there, a down, and then an up again. Ooh, and I by the it. end of it, it was so unfocused and it was so hard. Ooh. Did you f- have a similar it's experience? It's interesting you say that. I, I did, I think, yeah, I was like hyper focused in the beginning because I was like on the treadmill every day running through the show and mm-hmm. eating sandwiches I packed, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and like having salads and all this stuff. And I was warming up and just drinking water, and I was so focused. And then toward the middle, I was like, whatever. Yeah, you're doing it. Yeah, I don't care. What, every night? Yeah, every night. And I was just like, I I don't really care. I'm not going to practice it. I'm just going to be free on stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think that made it better or worse? I think it made it better, actually. Yeah, me too. I think it made it better. Because when you're kind of like, whatever, that's kind of what my main takeaway from that festival was like, now on stage, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I don't fucking care. Oh, absolutely. That was a similar you know thing I mean? of like, I got so playful with it. Oh, yeah. I was just like, okay, I'll explore this avenue. And exactly. if it doesn't work, exactly. it's only 45, 50 minutes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what, what pieces of advice would you give to someone who's going through similar things to you? You mean like bipolar? Yeah. Things like that. Get help. Get help. Get Go to a psychiatrist who is a comedian. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Don't be ashamed. 
Because I was pretty ashamed of the bipolar. Really? Yeah, I was. Why? Why that more than like going to rehab? <laughs> because rehab's cool, Tristan. Is it? <laughs> it's mostly just coloring and smelly people. <laughs> I was ashamed because bipolar. It just sounds so intense. I don't know. I was just I like I, to this day. My brothers don't know. My parents know. My mom is all over it. She's like obsessed. But I, I haven't told my brothers or anything. You told your boyfriend. Oh yeah, he knows. Good. And he he's like, yeah, for sure you have that. <laughs> he's like, undoubtedly you have yeah. that. Um, but yeah, and but I don't know. I think I just don't want people to think that I'm. I don't know. I'm scared of people thinking I'm crazy or something. Because a lot of people who have bipolar, it's like they truly can't function. But I feel like those are the people that get the attention. And I feel like people who can function are, are functioning and living through it mm-hmm. and thriving and working towards being better. Yeah. I don't. Mean, I mean, I feel like more and more we see those people. I think so. I um, think are with you all bipolar these, one or two? One. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. I'm actually zero. Yeah. <laughs> Negative three. It's the highest I'm going to achieve enlightenment with like the Buddha. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's a heavier, that's a heavier I guess it's thing. heavier, but it's like, who knows if it's one, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it could go down, it could go up. Yeah, exactly, and like, who knows? Um, thank you for doing this podcast. Of course. Um, thank you so much. Thank you.